Welcome everyone to another brand new episode of Talent Talks. I'm your host Andrew Mitchell and today I'm joined alongside two very special guests today as we delve into a new topic on AI. First I'd like to introduce Jean Almar-Kent, partner of Welton and Bean. Jean, welcome to the show today. Great to have you on. Hey Andrew, great to be here. Thank you for inviting us. Yeah, of course. Jean, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, your role with uh, Wilton and Bean. Sure, absolutely. So, so I'm a partner in the firm and responsible for leading our risk and insight practice. Uh, over the last 10 years, I've worked predominantly in the professional and technology services industries and really at the intersection of business and technology. So lots of work around topics like strategy, risk and transformation. Uh, much of that has been in response to increasing regulatory pressure, as you can imagine, over the last few years, and through the proliferation of topics like cybersecurity, digital transformation, and of course AI, which we're here to talk about today. Yeah, of course. Well, you know, sounds uh, it all sounds great, and we're glad to have you on today. So, welcome. Alongside Gene, we have Yaroslav Riddle engagement manager and leader of the global fintech and blockchain practice at Will & Bain. Yaro, welcome to the show today. Great to have you on as well. Thanks, Andrew. Great to be here. Yeah. So, Yaro, tell us a little bit about yourself and your role with Will & Bain as well in relation to the fintech and blockchain practice. Absolutely. So, uh, I'm an engagement manager with uh, Will & Bain aligned to our professional and technology services practice. Uh, I'm also the global leader for our financial technology and blockchain uh, organization, as you mentioned. Um, essentially working with both existing firms looking to accelerate their digital transformation, um, as well as disruptive, rapid growth startups looking to scale and really grow their digital footprint. And so by providing a blend of both executive search services, but also broader human capital advisory uh, services. Yeah, well, that sounds awesome as well, Yaro, and um, we're glad that you both are able to make it on the show today and really looking forward to you know, delving into this great topic. So, Gene, how is Wilton and Bain using and developing AI right now in, in terms of search? Yes, well, I mean, we're hugely excited as a firm to be both, I guess, a participant and a partner in uh what I would term as this AI revolution, really, and I, I would use that term. Um, as a search firm, I guess we have the pleasure of partnering and supporting the entire spectrum of clients uh, really grappling with AI. Um, a range of organizations from kind of PE-backed or maybe pre-IPO startups and challenges through to blue-chip uh, FTSE corporates, you know, larger entities, um, and on to more innovative AI players and even consulting firms shaping that journey. So, so they would be some of the clients, I guess, we would interact with on that topic. Um, as a consumer of AI ourselves, um, I would sort of use a McKinsey phrase and probably say that Wilton and Bain is, is an experimenter when it comes to AI right now. Mm -hmm. um, we, of course, aspire to be an industry leader. Um, but we're working with various partnerships and vendors right now to create a set of AI underpinned solutions to support uh, both our executive search and our human capital advisory offerings. 
No, that sounds very, that sounds really interesting. And I like how you said, Gene, about being experimenters with AI because, you know, right now that's what everyone is doing with AI. And um, as, you know, you two are probably well aware, it's a, it's a new phenomenon right now throughout the search industry, let alone every industry, is how AI is going to help transform the business going forward. Um, but Gene, now when you're experimenting, are you experimenting, you know, internally within your team or externally? Uh, tell us a little about, uh, you know, both of those stages and how AI is working uh, on, you know, both ends. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess we are we are progressing two agendas really, um, as you described. One is really more about the internal adoption of AI within Wilton and Bain. Um, so we are looking at and are applying AI to our own internal processes, be that things like search, research, or um, some more of our, let's say, more administrative tasks. So to give you an example of that, we are implementing AI to support things like semantic search. Mm -hmm. So allowing our researchers effectively to go farther and faster in terms of the results that they can uh, both find and interpret using AI. Mm -hmm. So it, it basically, with the, the automation in internal, it's helping you guys ramp things up is what you're saying. And, um, you know, time is the money right now. So basically, are you, are you seeing projects be done faster because, you know, AI is helping internally, you know, get you data, get you research done, and maybe even help bring in, uh, you know, better candidates for your own internal team? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I think what we, I mean, what, we, what we see and what we estimate is that the use of AI is probably improving and saving us about sort of up to about 30 to 40 percent, um, you know, increased efficiency in our research process. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe more importantly, um, you know, taking some of those more repetitive tasks away from uh, people and, uh, you know, allowing a, a, an AI or a machine to do more of that sort of heavy lifting, let's say. So the humans can do more of the interpretation of that data and ultimately more of the kind of the higher value relationship management. Um, you know, importantly, I think it's keeping humans, particularly millennials, more engaged on tasks and topics that are exciting rather than administrative, um, which yeah. is important, right? Yeah, no, definitely. That's a good point. And now just going off of, you know, the work that AI is doing internally, when you think of the services that Wilton and Bain offers, how is AI helping, you know, enhance those services uh, when you're going on a search externally and uh, trying to help a client find the right candidate? Yeah, good, good question. I mean, I think for us, um, that's something we're probably still at the user adoption phase of. You know, we're still developing um, and improving, I guess, our own tools and techniques through the use of AI. Mm -hmm. um, but to give you, you know, a, a pertinent example, I guess, we're looking at is we're thinking about how we can use AI to predict things like career development or mm -hmm. uh, where there might be potential for clients to further develop or utilize existing resources within, mm -hmm. their, within their own organization. Um, you know, the answer isn't always to look outside the firm. Um, we have an executive and organizational assessment tool called Metis. Mm -hmm. um, and what this is, is, is basically a, um, 
a tool that we use to look at clients and candidates' values, to assess their skills, and then ultimately look to assess their potential mm-hmm. um, in career or in an organisation. Um, we do this through both uh, qualitative assessment, so um, you know testing, let's say, and also qualitative interviewing. So uh, this can be a useful predictor, let's say, for things like job tenure satisfaction uh, and and a good indication toward cultural fit. Um, What we're trying to think about now is where we can deploy AI in a predictive capacity to start to analyse some of these things and some of these results Mm. and then feed that into agendas like, for example, retention or job satisfaction or resource allocation. Um, I'd say that's still, you know, early days, but we're certainly excited to see how um, how that will continue to, to develop for us. Yeah, no, that sounds really awesome, Gene. And I think, uh, you know, all the all those are, you know, different steps towards how your firm is uh, adapting to the changing of times. And, um, you know, along with those different developments, you know, bring along sort of challenges and other things that firms will face. So, Yaro, can you explain to us what are some of the challenges and considerations of AI as we move forward with uh, integrating it into more of the process and, you know, how we work on a daily basis? Yeah, sure. So I think um, if there's anything we've learned from our clients as well, observe the industry, it's that the introduction of any new technology, which in this case AI, needs to be seen more of a, as a multi-stage digital transformation journey that won't happen overnight and will require some strategic planning and patience from, from the, I suppose, from the client perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but the point here as well is the ramifications of not starting early will basically mean that those firms who are indeed laggards and are starting to adopt this will start to lose their competitive edge three, four, five years down the line. So... I think the important piece here is that, you know, AI is more of an enabler that allows organizations to define appropriate use cases, you know, uh, and actually implement those tools to augment or even replace their existing processes. So, for instance, as we already discussed, you know, whether it's in the research function where you are trying to augment um, the research, the, the kind of the breadth and depth of research, you know, using AI, or whether it's through more, uh, kind of interview techniques or psychometric testing. Um, so that's an important consideration. And so every organization needs to ask themselves the question, you know, what do they want to do with this? Mm-hmm. I think the companies who are right at the beginning of this journey, which I think most are, I would say that we probably need to take a more modular approach to actually adopting AI. Um, again, it's not just a one-off event, it's a journey. Um, so it's essentially looking at what areas of the business, you know, AI has the most, let's say, natural use cases that would almost be easiest and less costly to implement as a trial. So, for example, as we you know, talked, a you know, research function, you know, where you can actually get much more breadth and depth of primary research, you know, from online research, from LinkedIn, etc. And essentially using this as a foundation to, to build more sophisticated layers further down the line as people kind of learn how to use this. Um, I think the one of the biggest actual challenges around implementation of AI-powered solutions um, aren't about the technology. It's around the kind of broader organizational change that needs to happen and take place. So things around 
educating you know, management and individuals on, on, on recognizing the value, training people how to use various tools, and, and actually winning budget internally to invest in, to continue investing in these tools and to continue driving these innovations. You know, it's, and I think this is the biggest barrier to entry. It's, it's the same principle as if you know you if you own a Ferrari or a Beetle, it doesn't really matter if you don't know how to drive at all, <laughs> right? So people need to learn how to use these processes. The challenge is to go back to your question. Um, you know, we, you know, firstly, it's the whole question of you know, AI is possible because there are now increasingly more data points available and, and lots more public available information online uh, than, let's say, 20 years ago, where you're re- relying on consultants' Rolodexes to find the best individual candidates in the market. Yeah. More data doesn't necessarily mean it's quality data, right? Because as a LinkedIn user, you can very easily report something that isn't necessarily true, right? Or, or, or write about stuff that isn't necessarily accurate. Mm-hmm. So there's still a need to verify um, what um, the AI engine, which is consuming this data, is producing and making sure there's a cross-referencing around that. Um, I think one of the second challenges is really um, the whole reason that, you know, this whole industry is based on human interactions, you know, and then humans are what I always call predictably irrational. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you always need to, um, you can't over-rely on AI to do these things because we're, we're very far from a stage where AI can accurately analyze human emotions and they need to you know, play the role of analyst, advisor, friend, you know, consultant, you know, for a candidate and a client throughout a process, you know, cannot be replaced. And the underpinning rapport that you build with them throughout that journey, again, cannot be replaced by, by AI, at least not in the near future. Yeah, um, yeah that, absolutely. I'd, I'd add to that as well. Um, you know, it, it's, our industry is ultimately based on relationships. And, you know, I think from what we can perceive, it will be a long time before that could be replaced by AI. You know, I... I I won't say it may never happen, um, but certainly in the near term. And I think what what you know we're certainly seeing is what it is allowing is businesses to focus hopefully more on that human element and less on the repetitive or more administrative side of things. Mm-hmm. I think there's also a flip side to that coin, you know, in the sense that with as with any technology, AI or anything else, you know, take Google's driverless cars, right? Take any kind of innovation. It's going to fail at some point, right? And it's going to be very public and it's going to be very loud. And um, I think very recently we've just seen um, Amazon uh, were forced to switch off their high-tech uh, recruiting engine because it failed to uh, find uh, CVs for female candidates, right? Which is a clearly, of course, a big, big problem, especially when trying to drive a diversity agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, does that mean that we stop innovating AI and, 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 and kind of bury it? Absolutely not. But we have to recognize that there needs to be room for failure, iteration, and trying again. And I think, again, that goes back to the initial story of it's the journey of this whole digital transformation piece of starting basic, it's building a foundation of some very simplistic tools and MVPs, and then building on top of that, both as technology develops, but also as the organization is ready for that next milestone. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, you know, I really like the points, uh, you know, both of you covered on that. And that was a great section there. And, but, you know, Yara, I really like how you mentioned, uh, you know, several times about how it's a journey and it's not just a one time process. And that, that's something that I think everyone has to understand 
before you take the step towards developing AI and implementing AI with everything within your company because you need to be able to have everyone within the company develop along with the, the piece of AI or automation, whatever it is that you're bringing into this new environment. It's a completely new, new piece of equipment that is being used to help hopefully advance the company, but you need the whole team to be on board. You need to be able to teach everyone so that it's not just something that's expected to do it on its own. I mean, it is, but you need to be able to have everyone working alongside with it. And it's definitely not just a one-step process. It, it's a journey and uh, trying to keep things you know, flowing on, on a you know, smooth basis. So I think that's a, a really interesting point on that end. Well, that's going to wrap up our show for you today. Gene, Yarrow, thank you again for taking the time to come on today. It's been a pleasure speaking with both of you. I hope you both enjoyed it and definitely look forward to conducting another podcast with you in the future. And also getting to the AI conference and meeting you both there as well. Thanks, Andrew. Looking forward to it on the 24th, and uh, hopefully we can be on the show again soon. Thanks, Andrew. Great, great to speak today. Yep, as well. Alongside Gene Almar Kent and Yara Riddle of Wilton and Bain, I'm Andrew Mitchell, and this is Town Talks.